When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I am Emily. And today we have the Dear DST we weren't able to get to last time. Yes. Very excited to get into that. Yes. And we have a new segment that we're calling Plus Lauren. Lauren. Yes, we're very excited for that. Lauren is going to weigh in on something that is happening in the world. Yes, at Lauren the end. Weighs In was the other working title, but I think Plus Lauren is <laughs> a little more um, <laughs> expressive. Yes, that's what we came to. Um, trigger warnings for this episode. There are disordered eating discussions, uh, eating disorder discussions, and Candace Owens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not nice words from Candace Owens. Yeah, she deserves her own trigger warning. So, Emily, you want to read this Dear DST? Yes, I do. Okay. Dear DST, I've been in therapy and ED recovery for years, and it's been a long and difficult journey full of relapses. One of the biggest for me is emotional eating in secrecy. Mm. When my husband is at the office, when I don't have weekend plans, etc., AKA anytime I'm alone lately, I regress to binge eating in private. It feels so shameful and like I'm falling back into old habits that bring me closer to the worst of all, purging. As much as my therapist and partner, friends and family know about my past, I've been keeping this part secret. I feel so stuck and I don't know how to move forward and I would appreciate any advice or personal insights you two have to offer. Thank you for all that you do with this pod and safe space that means so much to so many of us. Doubling Backwards Betch. Thank you for writing us, Doubling Backwards Betch. We're sorry that you're going through this. Um, Emily, you have more of a history with binge eating than I do, so I'll let you kick this one off. Yeah, well, so the first thing that I really identified with is that you're doing this in secret. Yeah. That's like one of the biggest things with binge eating is that often it is a private secret thing that you do. You wait until there's nobody else around. And then it's, it's almost like I've said this so many times before, but it's, it's like going on a vacation. Mm. It's like when 
your emotions or things going on in your life get so stressful that you just need an outlet and you just don't want to think about anything. So you're kind of hit pause on the rest of life. Yeah. And like for, for me, that's really what it was like shoving food in my mouth to avoid whatever problem I didn't want to process at the time. Procrastinating. That is almost too good. (laughs) And why did I never think of that? Um, procrastinating. Yeah, that's exactly what it is for me and what it was. I haven't, knock on wood, I haven't binge ate in, binge eaten, however you say that, in quite a few years. Um, And it all came through intuitive eating. I don't know what your eating disorder recovery has entailed, but the number one thing that I would say is um, are you eating enough during the day? Mm. Are you waking up and having enough to eat in the morning? Because I know for me, when I was regressing and I was really trying to get over binge eating, but I was also still trying to be small Mm -hmm. and still trying to not eat that much. I would have a little breakfast and in the back of my mind, it was like, I might binge later. Right. So I don't want to overdo it now. But then I eventually learned that that was entirely the wrong approach Mm -hmm. and that really I should be feeding myself plenty in the morning to kind of counteract that urge. Because if you're physically hungry and you're stressed out, you're powerless in front of the binge. Like you're not going to be able to get ahead of the binge if you're physically hungry and you're emotionally hungry, for lack of a better word. So that's the number one thing that I would suggest, not as a professional, just as somebody who's been through this, Mm -hmm. is to make sure you're actually feeding yourself and nourishing yourself during the day. That's a really good piece of advice. Would you do the purge part of this as well? Or was it different at different times? Yeah, so this is another thing that I think is important to talk about is like and you basically say it in this email you're you're like the binge eating then might lead to the purging mm-hmm. so for me i was stuck in this cycle in my early to mid 20s of restricting and then binging and then purging mm-hmm. so that's the way it would go and there's absolutely no way to break that cycle without making sure that you're not restricting because making sure you're eating enough during the day because that's how it always starts it's either you're physically or you're mentally restricting meaning like you're looking at food and you're saying oh I shouldn't eat that um or, or oh that's off limits to me that's a mental restriction so it's really really hard to work on that but that's that's the thing that worked for me is not restricting because when you restrict then Eventually, you're going to swing to the other side of that pendulum. You're going to binge. And then not always, but sometimes that will then lead to a purge because of the guilt and shame that you feel after the binge. Yeah. So when you're saying, you know, I regress to binge eating and then it brings me closer to the worst of all, which is purging. I totally feel you, girl. That's exactly how I was. It's in my recovery. I wasn't always purging. Mm -hmm. But if I was binging it would get much more... um, It would get worse because of the feelings of guilt. And then the next day you would wake up and say, I don't deserve a bunch of food in the morning. And then the cycle continues. Yeah. Or I would throw up, which is another way to to purge. But it's all a cycle, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I guess there are other ways to purge, but we don't need to go into them in detail. Yeah. I mean, some people overexercise. Yeah. Some people... um, just restrict again. Mm -hmm. And like, that's their way to counteract it. Mm -hmm. You know, that 
There's laxatives. There's tons of ways sure. to purge. It sounds like you're not quite there yet, which is great. But, but also, even if you are there, you are taking stock of the fact that this isn't something you want to be doing, which is one of the first steps. Again, like anytime somebody has a setback, you have to acknowledge that that setback is happening and then you can go from there. So like you already did step one and we're very proud of you and thank you for writing to us. And I mean, Emily, you said this too about the secrecy thing. I very much relate to doing anything in secret is a bad thing if it's something that you're like ashamed of or it's something that you want to work on. Like I was going through that really bad depression recently or whatever. And then I was going through the orgasm drought. And both of those things I did not want to tell anybody about mm-hmm. because I was like, then it's real. But that's a good thing if then it's real, because then there are other people to help you, keep you accountable, maybe tell you that it's not as bad as you think it is. You know, like doing things in isolation can only make the beast bigger. Yeah, totally. And um, I think. If, if you're not telling your husband, but you are still telling us, like, yay, we're so happy to be your first stop, but maybe let him in on it too, or let a sibling in on it that you're close to, or a parent, or, or a therapist, you know, um, just somebody that you can talk through these things with and be not held accountable, because that sounds like really like, uh, you know, like- Yeah, strict. So strict, but it's it's just to have somebody there who's like, I know what you're going through and I'm here to be like a sounding board for you. And, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I would definitely talk to your therapist about it. Cause I mean, I, I understand not wanting to talk to your partner about it, not wanting to tell your friends about it. It's a very vulnerable thing and it's shameful. And I, you don't want to worry them. Yeah, I, yeah, and I but get that. But chances are they're worried like anyway- like they might be they or they might not know. They might not know, but sometimes, you know, like Gina's sister, she Gina knew. Yeah, she could sense she it. She could sense it. And so maybe those people are like tiptoeing around you because they don't want to make it worse. If you just open up, like it'll make it better for them too. Yeah, I I would start by telling your therapist because yeah. you have complete confidentiality with the therapist. So Tell Step your therapist because you've already started. Yeah, by writing to this podcast. Congratulations. Yes, totally. Um, so definitely talk to your therapist, but keep that in mind. That uh, another thing is like there's nothing for you to feel guilt and shame about. This is an illness, and um, that yeah. took me a really long time to understand that. Yeah, I actually do have an illness. This is not something to feel guilty or shameful about. It's something that some people struggle their entire fucking lives with. Yeah. And you actually sought out help for it. And your recovery is not going to be a straight line. It's it's just like um, I was watching Teen Mom yesterday. Uh-huh. Tyler's dad, Butch, on Teen Mom, he's been to recovery for his crack addiction mm-hmm. nine times Mm -hmm. okay and he keeps going back yeah and that's just the reality when you have an illness Mm -hmm. there's going to be relapses and and that's better to go for nine times than than let it take you yeah or just give up and say oh i i thought i was past this but i guess i'm not well whoops can't tell anybody about Mm -hmm. it you need to attack this thing head on and and as many times as you need to recovery is not going to be a straight line it is quite often a very spiky line with lots of peaks and valleys and you just sometimes it's retrograde 
Yeah, sometimes you go back it, a little bit. Yeah, then you and go forward, then you go that's, back. That's kind of what she's saying. She's a doubling backwards bitch. Yeah, but that's okay. That really is okay. Um, and and not out of the ordinary. I would actually say it's much more common common than somebody who just gets over their eating disorder and mm-hmm. just goes straight up and never has a relapse. People have relapses, so don't feel bad about yeah. that. But um, talk to your therapist and make sure that you're not restricting during the day. Yeah. Start with a nice big proteiny breakfast. Yeah. You deserve it. Plentiful. Make it plentiful, even if you don't finish it. That helps. It really does help. Mm-hmm. Like I-, I thought this was all poppycock a mm-hmm. few years ago. I thought none of this would work. It really, truly does work to just make sure that you have like a plentiful amount of food. And then later on, it, it really just like it sets your expectation differently. You just, you don't see food as this off limits thing because you've already started your day off with this big plentiful meal. It really does work. So give it a try. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local 
local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. All right, so this next thing is a TikTok that I came across and I was immediately like, oh my God, we need to discuss this on DST. Candace Owens is lamenting Victoria's Secret, the fashion shows and ad campaigns for becoming inclusive and then celebrates them bringing back quote unquote actual hot girls. Let's just, let's play the clip. Roll the clip. You know what was really a true crime? Victoria's Secret ditching its hot girls because they wanted a new feminist makeover. It was a crime against humanity and it's something that we should talk about. He started scrapping the hot girls on the catwalks known as the angels and they instead gave us plus-sized and transgendered models so much more relatable. And guess what happened, guys? Their sales plummeted. It turned out that nobody wanted to watch a bunch of clinically obese people uh, try to fit into swimsuits. Nobody was applauding, going, this is so brave. It just was like, okay, fine, you can do it, but we're not going to watch and we're not going to buy it. And that's what happened. Their sales have plunged. So they made an announcement that they are returning to hot girls because that's what makes sense. Marketing is about is trying to make your product look its best. It's supposed to look unattainable. It's supposed to make people want it. It doesn't matter how much you try to use sociology to transform people's brains and to brainwash them. People are always going to like beautiful women. Okay, we're sitting here with Lauren Hope Crass. Hi, Lauren. Hey, ladies. For her segment, Plus Lauren, here it is. How how do you feel about this video? Uh, well, first of all, let's just state the obvious that there are hateful words, mm-hmm. othering words, uh, lies mm-hmm. in this, like what Candace Owens said. If that triggers you, uh, you are safe. Yeah. <laughs> and she's and a not liar. alone. Yeah. And not alone. Yeah. Um, I hate what she said. Okay. So the first thing, two things. This makes me think of, of Loft. You guys know Ann Taylor Loft? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. So this reminds me of when they... We're like, oh, no, plus sizes don't work because people don't buy plus size clothes. We're going to stop selling them. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me of that, which I, again, have opinions about. But what did Victoria's Secret, did they actually say? I haven't, I, I looked this up. I can't yeah, find it. I can't find anything about this either. Um, so I don't know if Candace Owens is just like talking. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a little Fox News thing and I was like, uh, I don't really want to give Fox News airtime on uh, the pod, but I think it's a good discussion topic because I feel like a lot of times when companies add plus sizes, a lot of it is performative. Mm-hmm. Like when Victoria's Secret added in 2021, they had a new they had a new owner, a new CEO, mm-hmm. and they were like, look at our seven new angels. And like, 
one was transgender, one was, I think, an amputee, one had vitiligo. It's like, it, it felt like they were checking boxes. Sure. You know, and like, look what we did. And the plus size community, we were extremely confused because they did not announce if they were expanding sizes. They just oh. said, look at these models. Yeah. Are we so cool? Right. They were just like trying to show how inclusive yeah. they're being. Show business, not do business. Right. Mm -hmm. It was, I feel like it was jumping on the body positivity trend, treating it as a trend and not as something to actually care about and try to do better. Mm -hmm. Like Loft did the same thing where they were like, let's try plus sizes but we're not going to have them in stores and we're going to have less options and we're not going to feature plus size models. You'll and look then at the this. sales will be worse because people won't realize that <laughs> yeah. they are available. Yes. And then we'll say, well, nobody bought them. So. And I tried to shop. I went to so many lofts because I, I liked, I was temping a lot. Mm -hmm. I was like, these it's good are professional wear. Yeah. Great plus size professional wear. And it, it act, I'm going to be honest. It, it was, it like hurt me when they canceled it because mm -hmm. they didn't, they did not try. And it's just, it's confirmation bias, which you guys know what confirmation bias is? We do, but maybe explain it to the listeners. Yeah. So listeners, confirmation bias is when you already have uh, an assumption about a group of people and then you see someone in that group doing it and you're like, well, that confirms it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'll use myself as an example to not get um, canceled. <laughs> LOL. Sure. Um, but, you know, there's a stereotype. Plus size people eat too much. So if you see a plus size person eating a lot, you're like, wow. They all do. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. All plus size people. Yeah. It's not even just about people. If you have an opinion about anything yes. and then you see anything that bolsters that opinion, you're like, see, I knew it. Yes. But you don't look for the opinions on the other side. So that's how it feels when companies try or not try to be inclusive. You know, mm -hmm. they want the pat on the back. They want to be like, it's very performative. Well, you were even saying that you looked at the online store. Yeah. And while they did carry certain items in larger sizes, it wasn't nearly as many as the straight sizes. There's like five no. items. Yeah, that's the thing is like fat people aren't going to shop at your store if you only have some things for us or if you like you're only allowed to be a little fat, you mm -hmm. know, where it's like, oh, look at us. We go up to a size 20. It's like, good for you. We go up to 30 plus, you know. And why would you not shop somewhere that carried more sizes and had a yeah. bigger selection if you're able to? We're already, for, for fat people, buying underwear and bras, like that is literally intimate, <laughs> you know. Right. We know where we're shopping. If you don't spell it out for us that you have our stuff. I had no idea Victoria's Secret had my size. I texted you, Remy. I was like, yeah. they've never had my size. Yeah. And yeah. then I looked on the website and I was like, oh, 42G, there it is. There's like four bras, <laughs> but it's there. But I didn't know because... And they're ugly. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Victoria's Secret is just not keeping up with the time that we're in. You know, they, mm -hmm. they used to be the only option. You know, you would go to the mall and if you needed underwear, you needed bras, you'd hit up Victoria's Secret. Now there are so many other options. There are smaller brands. There are cooler brands. Yes. We were talking about Savage Fenty. Rihanna yeah. mm -hmm. shook up the game. Why would I yeah. go to Victoria's Secret and buy something that's not as cool as something that I could buy from Savage Fenty? But they're not looking at those things that exist. They're just saying it's the confirmation bias thing. Oh, well, people aren't buying this. It's like, right. but why? Yeah. Is it because they can go to Fenty? Is mm -hmm. it because they can go to Skims? Skims goes up to 4X. And right. it's not just... Yeah five things it's like all the things i was on the website last night and i mm -hmm. hate to like be like woo kim kardashian <laughs> right but no she's, she's a business she's person doing that it yeah proves doing that a good job good business is making more sizes because yeah. america is plus size 68 percent of us are plus size like 
oh, people aren't buying plus sizes. You didn't do you didn't do it right. <laughs> you didn't let us know. You didn't use plus size models. You didn't have the clothes in stores. You didn't have enough options. And the bias is like, I hate fat people. Mm -hmm. And then when people don't buy the stuff, they're like, oh, look at this irrefutable data. We tried. Well, that was the thing we she tried. said, too, that she was like, this group of people, so much more relatable. And it's like, it is. It is more relatable to see more normal looking mm -hmm. people when you look normal. But then she also flipped it and was like, it's supposed to be aspirational. I'm like, yeah. so which is it, Candace Owens? Do you want so people that look like people or people that look like angels? Angels. Yeah. But see, that's the part that I really resent. And I want to know how you feel about that. Like saying, oh, it's aspirational. So that's a good business model to show these completely unattainable women and then to um, and that makes people want to buy the clothes. See, but th I don't think that's true. No. That's never been true for me. Um, that seeing underwear on like Adriana Lima, that doesn't make me necessarily want to buy the underwear more. I think if I saw somebody who looked like me, like, um, for example, Aerie does this. You yeah, know, they have like a, a more diverse real body, real bodies. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I that gives you a better idea of how the product will actually look. Isn't that what people want? I, I I just reject this idea that we need to see a seven foot tall model with double D's. Yeah, who an elastic isn't going to like cut into her hip at all. Right. You're like, like it's going to look I mean, a little different on another I'm person. I'm sure some women like it, but I feel like I it's, know not, some a, people it's do. not enough. Yeah. To, it, again, it's just all a bunch of confirmation bias mm -hmm. on fat people to take it away and uh yeah i like to see models that are my size a there lot of websites are, yeah. have you can like click on a size model yes i was gonna say rent the runway they do two different types of people it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a, a straight size model and then a plus size model so that you can so helpful get to know if you have a different body type it would be nice if they had more but obviously i know like you know companies only have so much well that's money. hard to do yeah that yeah. would be hard to do but but um, yeah, at least they have that option mm -hmm. because the clothes will look different on you if you have a different body type. That Then you start getting into like the nitty gritty of like, oh, but I could be plus size, but not have big boobs, you know? Yeah. But, but obviously not everybody is going to be represented all the time. That's not what we're saying. The thing that would be the coolest is if you could like scan your body into like the computer. That's coming. Like, uh, That's clueless. gotta be coming. Yeah. Like, like the clueless, clueless closet. But basically like, it has your whole measurements. It scans all around you. And then it just shows what the clothes would look like on your body. I would love that. That would be amazing. I would spend so much money. I would order so many more things online. I never order online. Yeah. Yeah, it's so tough. It's so tough nowadays. Sizes mean nothing. This is another yeah. thing. You were saying how double uh, XL is not a real size. No. And I was asking you to clarify that because I was like, is it not a real size? Because after XL, it should be one, one X. X. Like, and mm -hmm. and you were basically saying nobody knows what double XL really means. <laughs> no, or XL, you know, like I remember shopping at Victoria's Secret in high school and they technically went up to an XL, but mm -hmm. only in briefs. Okay. Because I, I wanted, I was like, oh, I want these sexy underwear. And they're like, well, they stop at size L, you know, which sends a very clear message. Well, you can have these man pants. <laughs> yeah. They're like, try, put on some boxers. <laughs> we don't want to see you in that. Only in briefs. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. They had XL briefs. I, I really remember that. But yeah. That X being said, I love a brief. I love a brief. Very uh, not, comfy. Not as the only option. I'm, very comfy. I'm in a high waist well, brief you know, right this now. Is yeah, not, same. <laughs> not for nothing, but I will just say... I've always kind of thought that Victoria's Secret was corny and sloppy and like not 
a good like they don't have a good gauge on sizes in general because I remember going to a store I was like let me get measured because I had never been measured for a bra Mm -hmm. um I just always figured I was you know a a negative a Mm -hmm. um I go in these bitches told me I was a c cup yeah I had somebody measure me at Victoria's Secret once and said I was a 28 f maybe they don't have my size maybe what their 42G that's what I was thinking. is maybe that's would what never I'm saying. Fit me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Your 42G is actually a 34A. That's actually my size. <laughs> so after that, I, I lost all respect for Victoria. Like you Secret. need a 900Z. Like the, I think they make up sizes. Like I don't think any of it is real, which is why like you just you can't trust these things. But um, the last the last part of it that really bothers me is the term actual hot girls mm. because. You're straight up implying that like a transgender woman, a woman missing part of her leg, these women can't be hot. Like who made you, Candace Owens, the keeper of the hotness? Yeah. You know? Also, isn't it more beneficial if we acknowledge the fact that different people find different things hot? Right. You know, like there's more people to go around then. I just hate the idea of everybody competing for the same like 5% of people because I'm like, okay. And then- and there are so many people who suppress what their actual type is to fit into what society says is okay to be attracted to. Like Lauren tells people on stage every day, I'm hot. Mm-hmm. And she is. And she is. Yes. I mean, almost too hot. I'm like, thank you guys. Getting I, heated I over covered here. up I need today. another ice pack. I'm wearing a prairie dress. <laughs> but you know, she even said at the end of the statement, she says, as much as you try to use sociology, like, first of all, that's not what this is. Try Stop trying to bring back what I learned in college. Trying to use <laughs> sociology to transform people's brains and to brainwash them. You have the gall to say that I'm being brainwashed because I want a brand to be more inclusive. What? How about we've all been brainwashed to think that it shouldn't be? Yeah, right? the brainwashing has already happened. Yeah. yeah, like years and years of brainwashing to think that we need to be, you know, a size 24 to be, quote, an actual hot girl. Yeah, no, the idea that there is a, quote, actual hot girl is the brainwashing. Mm-hmm. And when I said 24, I meant waist size, by the way. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can we talk about Rihanna again for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like this all goes back to her. She made Savage X Fenty, mm-hmm. and that's when Victoria's Secret sales went down. And that's when they were like, "Uh oh, maybe mm. we need to make plus size things." Yeah, but but that's, you know, and I, then we I, have a Dormy, and then we have um, a Dormy's great. Yeah, they're just. I, I mean, even Lane Bryant, Cacique, like Torrid, like plus size curvy couture intimates. You know, like the market's bigger. And Victoria's Secret suffering because I think you're right, Emily. I think it is a little cheesy. It's corny, you know. And they're yeah. just throwing things at the wall, like, "Well, people don't, people don't." It's too woke, and it's like you just want something to talk about, right? You just want to sound, you just want to, you know, spew your fat phobia and make it sound like sociology or something, you know. But it's, again, we don't even know if Victoria's Secret has said this. <laughs> I know. This is just Candace saying this, and we haven't found any statements from right. Victoria's yeah, Secret. Your sources. She's like, "Don't bring facts to a feelings fight." people are always going to like beautiful women yeah i do that's why i want your brand to be more inclusive Mm because i love beautiful women i also wonder like how many size models how many fit models did you use like when you started adding plus sizes did you do another pr announcement you Mm -hmm. know because i don't remember that no i don't i don't remember it either no this whole rebrand has been very quiet yeah just make good underwear yeah i just make good honestly i haven't liked their underwear this whole time (laughs) this whole time it's bad i'm I'm telling you like that talk about brainwashing like we were brainwashed into thinking that was the only option Mm -hmm. and now there are so many more options I can't remember the last time I even stepped inside of Victoria's Secret. I did used to shoplift from there um, (laughs) because, you know, they had those bargain bins. I would just stuff my pants with all the bargain underwear I could find. And you know what? I'm not ashamed. But then you get home and you're like, these are uncomfortable. Yeah, they suck. They don't look good. They, they, they are, are uncomfortable. Yeah. They're uncomfortable. I don't do the bands anymore. I hate the bands. I do the, um, oh, what's the brand? They they always advertise like get nine pairs of free underwear. I'm sure it's unethical. Costco? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cheek cheek boss is what it is. Okay. And there's no seams in it at all. And it's Ooh, just like nice. it just go and I get the brief and it's just like a second skin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm never going back to that like little band part. That, no. that like cuts I'll in. never forget like my first thong was from Victoria's Secret. Yeah. I unfortunately paid for it. 
Uh, but it was it was my first whale Wait, tail. You, you went into the store and bought it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was like embarrassed to buy a thong. That was actually the gateway. Uh, like, I was like, let me shoplift this thong. No, I I bought it uh, because Cassie on Degrassi had a whale tail, and yes! I was like, I need a whale tail. And this is when I was my most athletic, most fit, lowest body fat percentage ever. I was like, I feel so uncomfortable and squeezed in this thong. They want you to feel like that because then... And then I switched to hanky pankies and never looked back. That's so interesting to hear from like a straight size person that it also... Yeah. Super uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. You know, they they don't have good products. Um, <laughs> I, I This is not any better probably, but I get my underwear on Amazon. So hit me up for that link. <laughs> um, But yeah, seamless all the way, baby. Lauren, thank you for weighing in. Yes. Did you say everything that you needed to say? I think I did, guys. Okay. Thanks for letting me sound off. No, I oh appreciate God, it. I appreciate it because, I mean, there are a lot of things that I just wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't know that they only offer a single pair of leggings in your size. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, um, I did that research. There is yeah. two pairs of leggings size 2X on Victoria's Secret website and 52 pairs in size small. So it just goes to show it's like, did you really try? Mm-hmm. Did you really try? Yeah, no, this is why we invented Plus Lauren, because (laughs) she knows things. Yeah, like I never would have known that. But when you look at the numbers side by side, 52 different types of leggings in a size small versus two Mm -hmm. in a 2X. Mm -hmm. That's not. And we're supposed to be so grateful. Yeah, like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be kissing the ground that these Victoria's Secret people are walking on. Because they just, they deigned to include a couple things they in your size. They made a couple things. It reminds yeah. me of when you were younger and you'd go to Forever 21 and buy the one top that fit. Yeah. And and oh. it was ugly. And if we're being honest, it didn't really fit. Emily, I used to do that all the time. I'd go shopping with my friends as like the fat friend, you know, and I'd find one peasant top that like uh-huh. technically mm-hmm. fit. It was I had so ruched. many peasant, ruched peasants. Oh. <laughs> I'd always had ruching yeah. or it always had, yeah, like the puffy sleeves, like a pirate top, which are actually back in fashion. But <laughs> I didn't want to go to Torrid. You've brought up Torrid. And yeah. to me, it, it's funny. Um, Torrid to me was always like the place that I you didn't want to go. They didn't There was have, a stigma back. Yeah. In, you know. Yeah. It sounds so chic, though. And Torrid, also, it's a great Torrid. name. You like the name? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think I just had that association with it, which is just like, that's the place that I I don't want to shop. Because of anti-fat bias. Yeah, that is I mean, bad. you're 100% right. But it was also <laughs> like not wanting to shop at a separate store from my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because what's the fun in that? Go that They're all in uh, Forever 21 for an hour and a half trying on racks on racks. Yes. But then you make them go with you and they can buy the one thing in Torah that they fit into. Because a purse. That's like a, a tuner. Purse. There's a video coming out this, well, it will already be online when people are listening to this. Go to DST page. I did a shopping sketch shopping as plus size and mm-hmm. it's basically just circling around the purses yeah circling socks. around the earrings <laughs> Oops, oh my god oh. so many chandelier earrings oh i loved those though so many <laughs> a handkerchief for the neck yeah oh, love a good neckerchief yeah not even a belt because the belts wouldn't fit plus size fashion is jewelry that's yes. what we were taught yes <laughs> and it's forever 21 you know it's gonna fall apart in yeah. three days Um, Well, Lauren, thank you for being here again. This segment has been Plus Lauren. 
Uh, and you guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Yes, follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.